welcome back to the Beauty and Being Real podcast. In today's solo episode, I will be discussing societal standards for both men and women. Of course, I can speak from personal experience when it comes to female body standards, but to help me out with the male standards, I have put a poll on my Instagram to get what people feel like the standards forced upon them are. The quote for today's episode is, don't make permanent decisions with temporary feelings. I think I saw this in the Kardashians and it just really spoke true to me. It doesn't relate so much to the episode, but I still wanted to get that out there because I think it's really important. It's like when you're having a bad body confidence day and you decide, that's it, I'm not going out, I've cancelled all my plans, all of this stuff. I used to do it where I used to cancel plans for the next day as well and then I'd wake up and I'd feel better and I'd be like, shit, I really regret this. Whereas if I didn't make permanent decisions based on my temporary feelings, I still would have gone out. So I think it can relate to this episode. But I think there's so many different ways you can relate this quote. I think it's a really important quote. Okay, I'm going to get into the episode now. So thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing your feedback on this episode. So I wanted to start off with female beauty standards that personally I've either experienced being said to me or that my friends have experienced or just ones like... So I know we have done an episode on makeup. Well, I mean the last solo episode was about makeup. But I also feel like that's a huge beauty standard that we have to wear makeup. and But it can't be too much makeup. We can't look really cakey but then we have to look natural whilst putting something that's not natural on our face. Which, one, I think makeup should be more of an expression, like I said in the previous episode, so I don't see why people have to do it in a certain way. If people want to go and do the most extravagant look ever, let them do it. If people don't want to wear makeup, let them do it. If people want to do a tiny bit of mascara and some lip gloss, let them do it. Let them do it. At the end of the day, it's to sort of make yourself feel confident to experiment it's so many other things rather than just looking good and I feel like the whole standard that we have to wear makeup isn't really one it's not good for people's social esteem especially young girls because if they look up and they're being told oh you have to wear makeup oh you have to cover your spots things that are actually natural that can have a detrimental impact because at the end of the day their brain is still developing so they're going to take them on board it's that whole generation thing, whereas as a parent, if you're like, you have to wear makeup, you have to cover your spots, you have to do all of this, they if they don't break that cycle, they can pass it on to their kids and it will just keep going from generation to generation, which as much as society is trying to progress, there are still people who believe that women should wear makeup and dress and look nice for a man, whereas it should be you can put makeup on if you want, you can dress how you want, you can express yourself how you want, for yourself, not for anyone else. Whether that's another man, another woman, someone who's non-binary, your mum, your dad, your fucking cat, I don't know. It should be for you and you alone. 
for the next solo episode, I'm going to be talking about body types, but I wanted to briefly mention this here. I know currently the whole flat stomach, big ass, big tits is in, and a lot of women, including myself, have or still do feel the pressure to look that way as the quote-unquote current ideal body type. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get into this more next episode because I've got a lot to say on it. Um, at the end of the day, society's ideal body type is always changing and everyone's got a subjective opinion. So how can you say, this is the ideal body type? This is how you should look. You must be skinny, but curvy, but not too curvy, but not too skinny. Like, what? It just doesn't make sense. Why are we not teaching people to love themselves? Because at the end of the day, the body does so much for us. So why are we trying to tell people that their body isn't good enough when it's as the same function as everyone else? It keeps you alive. And I just find it insane. And it's so sad the lengths that especially teenagers will go to to get the quote-unquote ideal body figure. It's devastating. And it comes from social media because I didn't even notice how much the celebrities can Photoshop. And... I think, for example, I really like Alex Cooper because she got caught photoshopping, she explained it, and she said, I didn't like this thing, and she was open about it. I think if you want to photoshop to make yourself feel, feel better, go for it, but then don't lie about it, in my opinion, because then you're creating unrealistic body expectations or makeup expectations. Like, one thing I never realised was all these celebrities, they have skin texture like me, as stupid as that sounds. When you see them with, like, the perfect, like, no spots, no texture, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish my skin could look like that, when half the time it doesn't. And for some people, it does look like that, and that is good for you, like, genuinely. Good for you, being blessed with, like, gorgeous, silky skin. But for the majority of people, that's not the case. But yeah, I want to talk about ideal body types in my next solo episode. I've got a lot of points I want to cover on it. Okay, also, speaking about, like, body types, what's the thing with shaving? Like, I get some people want to shave and some people don't want to shave, and that's fine, but why is there such a stigma over women who don't shave? Like, there has been news article after news article of... This famous person did not shave their underarms. Okay. Who cares? You don't see someone taking a photo of a man and being like, look, this man has not shaved. Why is it just a woman thing? Like, especially during the winter, our body hair is there to keep you warm. I get that some people want to shave. I personally shave probably once a week because I just prefer not having it. But that doesn't mean to say that I think everyone should shave, everyone should have a choice. Like how men have a choice. And they, they're not shamed for having body hair, but women are. It's that whole idea where the, there's this thing in the media where it's like, the ideal body type is petite, no hair, like submissive, can't earn more than a man, must be a stay-at-home mum. And some of the points that they're given, like no makeup, petite, um, younger than a man, submissive. That's just like, I just, it blows my mind how people can do that. And 
I follow an account on Instagram and it's Women Rights, I believe. And there was this story and this guy just sent this fat paragraph to this poor woman saying, I just read your bio on Tinder, we're not going to work out because you've got three kids so I'm going to be a second priority to them. You're also one of those feminists who believes in equality and I want a woman to be submissive who will obey me. And it's like, what? Sorry? Why do we have to obey you? Like, I don't get it. I really don't. It really baffles me. Like, in BDSM, there's um, domination, submissive. Like, if that's what you're into in the bedroom, go for it. But men shouldn't expect women to be submissive in everyday life. Like, earning less, not as intelligent, can't be smarter, can't earn more, can't be more successful. Like, why? I don't get it. Why does it matter? Like, as long as you're both happy in a relationship, who cares who earns more? Who cares who goes to work? Who looks after the children if you have children? Who cares if you both go to work? Who cares if you both look after the children? Also, there's this whole thing that, like, women can't have high body counts, but men can. For example, on Love Island, when the men are like, oh, I slept with 300 women, they're all like, oh, go on, lad. Then when the women's like, you slept with five, and one of them was a girl, they're all like, five five and one of them is a girl sorry and I haven't noticed that so much in the newer seasons but in the older seasons that was so prominent like who cares as long as they are as long as you are safe you have consent from both ends or however many people are in that sexual encounter and you enjoy it who cares that whole thing where it's like oh, women can't sleep with a lot of men because it will stretch out their vagina. Eh? They We literally, women go through childbirth and I believe they can get up to, like, 11 inches trying to create a human life. It doesn't stay at 11 inches, does it? It heals over time. So if a woman slept with 50 guys, she's loose. But if you have a boyfriend and you slept with him 50 times, then you're fine. So how does that work then? don't get it it doesn't make sense and it's just not true like it's just not and then not only do you have to be a virgin but you must have experience but not enough experience to make you a slag but you can't have had sex right so how does that how can I be experienced and a virgin how does that make sense I think it's one of the most stupid pressures that are put on women from the society because it just does not make sense Like I said, if it's consensual, you're both enjoying it. By both, I mean however many people are in the sexual encounter. Um, Consensual, enjoying it, who cares? Like, live your life, be safe, and just do what you want to do. Don't live your life for someone else's. some research on this as well as got some points from viewers to help me out with this who wanted to remain anonymous so this is some standards that they feel and 
through some research that I've done. So the first one is that you can't show emotion and you can't cry. I believe that comes from the ideology that men have to be strong and if they show emotion they are weak, which makes no sense because everyone feels emotions and women don't get that when they cry. They're not like, oh, you're weak. They are like, oh, she's a woman, she cries, which is wrong in itself. But the fact that men can't cry is ridiculous because it's a human emotion. And at the end of the day, everyone cries. Everyone has shit that happens and everyone cries. It's healthy to cry sometimes, so let it out, get out your system. Otherwise you're stuck in this sort of mental torture. It's so important of men are taught not to cry, that it shows weakness, that they have to muscly go to the gym, play a sport, be this big lad that can't show emotions, which is absolutely ridiculous. At the end of the day, I think society is getting better for this, for men showing emotions and suffering of mental health. Like, there's a really high statistic of suicide rates that are men, and there are more mental health services for men, but there's still so much that needs to be done. For example, check in on your mates, check in on your guy friends and be like, look, I'm here for you, even if they're like, I'm fine, like what? It's still not worth taking the risk of not checking in on them. Say, I'm here if you need to vent, if you need to cry, I'm here. Like, if you know something's going on in, in their life, what I like to do is I like to offer everyone, if they're like, give me a problem, I'm like, would you like a space to vent and I can listen? Would you like advice? Would you like a distraction? And I find that that helps people say what they want. And if they don't know, I'll carry on the conversation. And then if they decide later on what they want to do, they can do that. But if not, then that's okay. So I think it's really important that we provide an open space for men be, to be able to talk about emotions, to cry openly, to feel everything they need to feel and process everything because they're not getting that space currently, which is devastating because everyone deserves that space no matter what your gender is what your sexuality is what your race is everyone deserves that space following on from my point of females wearing makeup also the whole idea that males cannot do skincare or do makeup without being feminine or queer or gay it's ridiculous like it's just it's like, it's literally just a product, skincare and makeup. That, and if they want to use that product, let them use it. And if you wear makeup, oh, you have to be a drag queen. That's not the case. It's not in the slightest. Like, I know a lot of men who like to conceal their spots because it makes them feel better about themselves, and that's great. Men should be allowed just as much expression when it comes to makeup as women. They can, like I said, wear whatever they want. If they want to do a little bit, if they want to do the full thing, if they don't want to wear any at all. There shouldn't be judgment based on them. Because at the end of the day, it is a product. Foundation's a product. Concealer's a product. It is a product. And we are overcomplicating this product so much. The product was not, it does not say on the label, for women only, for men only. It doesn't. So that means anyone can use it. So why is it such a big deal? If men want to use makeup to feel better about themselves, cool. If men want to use skincare as a way of relaxation, self-love, self-care, or just makes them feel good, cool, go for it. It makes no difference what your gender identity is. Like, there's no difference. It's a product. And people need to act like a product and not this 
sort of holy grail that only women can use, but not too much of it, but not too little. They need to cover up. It's just we're deeping this product way too much. Because at the end of the day, it's plastic, plastic container with some product in it. That's it. That's all it is. I feel like adding on to how men can just sleep with loads of women, I then think that brings on the pressure of men having to be a player, to be seen as cool and one of the lads you have to do this thing. I made a, I maked? Fuck me. I made a guy once. Woo. I made out with a guy once and then you start adding it to a point system so him and his mates could see who got with the most people. And I was like, eh? Sorry, why? Why do you feel the need to have a point system to be like, yeah, I kissed her. That's a fucking 30-pointer. Like, what? Why do you have to be a player? And, like, you can't fall in love because that's stupid. Then you can't sleep with other people unless you're a cheater. And you've got to be loyal, but you've got to be a player at the same time. Like, just because I once got told the quote, just because you've got a keeper at home doesn't mean you can't score a goal. And I was like, right, okay then, thank you. So why do you have to be a player? Why is it considered weak to be in love? I think it's so stupid how men can do the simplest thing and be perceived as being weak. Like, I don't get it. I really don't. Obviously, I can't speak a lot on this topic because I'm, I've am i never experienced it because I identify as a female. But from what I've seen, it's it's so weird. And the most pathetic people are the ones who are saying, you're weak for doing this, you're weak for doing that because they're so insecure in themselves that they can't. They have to project negativity onto other people, which is just stupid. Another thing, you have to be all muscly and strong. If you're skinny, you're weak. Like, the whole idealisation of being weak is absolute crap, to be honest. It's so stupid. I don't know how to fix it other than stop being a dickhead and calling people weak and let people express their emotions. Let people not have tons and tons of muscles. Like, just let people be themselves. There's no need to spread negativity like that. Another thing is, in a relationship, they have to be the provider. Like I said, women can't earn more than men, can't be as intelligent as men. Um, So they have to be the provider. Why, if he wants to stay at home and work from home or look after, if you have kids, if he wants to look after your kids and you're happy to go back to work... Why is that an issue? Why is it such a big standard that women have to be the stay-at-home mum and the dad has to go and provide? What if the woman's got a really successful job and she's really enjoying it and she wants to go back and the man's like, okay, I will stay and look after the kids. Both of them are happy, so why is it such a big deal? And in same-sex relationships where one has to stay, one has to go to work who's seen as the most masculine and the more feminine of the couple has to stay at home, which is just absolutely stupid. Who cares? In your relationship, you guys can decide. You can both go back to work, you can both stay at home, one of you can go to work, the other one can go to work. Like, you can make it work for you and what's right for your life and your happiness. You don't have to confine to society's rules because at the end of the day, nobody, nobody has set, like the universe or God, or whatever you believe in, has not set these as rules. There isn't, there isn't, like, this book that says, okay, you've got to go to work, you've got to stay at home, you must be submissive, you must be dominant, you can't show emotion, you are a woman, so you have to cry at everything. Like, that's just not a thing. 
society's just made it a thing. The whole concept of virginity and all that stuff, we've made it a thing. Like, it's not a thing. It's completely fabricated. We've just made it a thing for no reason whatsoever. So, moving on to our viewers' points. From the questions that could I put on Instagram, we also had another response from Cora Frank. Cora, thank you so much for your point. I think it's extremely valid and I'd love to discuss it. Her point was being as least, oh, sorry, being at least as educated as your partner, if not more slash higher. That's sort of what I was talking about earlier on, where there's a societal pressure to be constantly sort of battling your partner to see who's better, who's superior, who's more dominant, say on say. Um, which I think is so detrimental to a relationship. You're supposed to bond and build together rather than trying to take each other down to prove that you are better. Like, it's it's so detrimental to a relationship and it can cause such a, in quotation marks, like, toxic relationship. Um, toxicity, I think it can come in all relationships, whether that's with yourself, with friends, with relationships, romantic relationships, family, work, etc. I feel like there's so many sort of places that you can view as toxic to yourself. And I think this constant battle between two people in whatever relationship this is, whether it's romantic or friendship, etc., it can be detrimental if you're always trying to one-up each other. Like, oh, I'm more educated, that means I'm superior. Oh, I'm less educated, I've got to be more educated. Otherwise, he's going to think he's superior, she's going to think she's superior. They are going to think they're superior to me. And that's going to make me weak. That's how I see Cora's point anyway. My apologies, Cora, if this is not what you meant by your point. This is just my sort of opinion on it. So yeah, I think the constant battle is absolutely detrimental and it can cause a relationship to go sour, it can cause a relationship to fail, it can make people unhappy and yeah, something that started off so beautiful in a relationship can be detrimised by competition rather than building together in my opinion. Thank you so much Cora for your point, I really appreciate it and I really enjoyed that little talk about it. But yeah, if you have anything else you want to add, you can DM me and we can have a little convo about it. Or if you have any other points, please let me know. One of our lovely viewers, Erica, said that one of the standards she feels is that she has to feel pretty, no, sorry, look pretty for men. Thank you so much for this contribution, Erica. I think it's a really important point to be made. And I know you're not alone in feeling that because I used to feel like that a lot. But I've been trying to do different sort of, don't want to say self-care activities, but self-love activities. We'll go with that to make myself feel pretty rather than look pretty. It's like what I did on my Instagram where I was posting photos I didn't really like how I looked in them. But it had such nice memory that that gave me a sort of comfort in posting it. Because I got to share the memory rather than how I looked. And... I'm not saying, like, everyone should do that, but that's just one of the things I did that helped me. And I'm just really trying to focus on feeling pretty rather than not even feeling pretty, feeling comfortable, feeling human, feeling real, because there's beauty in being real. Hence the podcast name, and I also hate myself for making that joke. But, yeah, thank you, Erica. I know you're not alone. And if you want to DM me, we can have a really nice conversation about this because then it can be a bit more personal. 
But to anyone else out there who is feeling that, if you guys would like an episode on stuff I've done to improve my confidence, I'd be more than happy to do that. But that is one of the main things I did. And also, I do... I don't really wear that much makeup anymore. I've been trying to focus on skincare, but I'm also really, really bad at that because in the morning I'm, like, waking up and then I'm off to work or whatever, and then in the evening I've just finished up and I'm like, okay, bed. So I'm really trying to work on that. There's this thing on TikTok about, like, making sure you're, like, well-groomed, like, grooming your eyebrows, doing your hair, like, a little bit of skincare, some lip balm, like, just taking care of yourself rather than doing the full-on makeup look and there's nothing wrong with doing the full-on full makeup look I love doing the full-on makeup look but I found that the more simple sort of just taking care of myself no matter how I look really helps me become the confident person that I am and I'm not always confident some days I'm like oh my god I hate how I look today oh this is horrific but it's like I said don't make permanent decisions with temporary feelings because those feelings are temporary and it will go, and it's a long, long journey to self-love and self-discovery, and I don't think there's ever an end point, there's like different stages, but I don't think there's ever an end point, it's something that you do your entire life, and that makes it seem like hard work, but it is hard work, but it's worth it, in my opinion. So thank you, Erica, for your question. I really appreciate it, and I hope this little point helped. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Beauty and Being Real. I really enjoyed talking about this episode and I hope it sort of made you feel better about some of the societal pressures that are put on you and how you don't have to conform to that standards and half the time they are pointless standards like I spoke about throughout. Thank you so much to Erica and Cora who gave their opinion and to everyone else who did it anonymously. I really appreciate that and I hope my points helped you. I can't wait to speak to you guys again. Next week, we have a really exciting interview coming, which I'm so excited to share, as it's with the one and only CJ Miller, which I am. I absolutely loved the interview. It was such a good interview, and I can't wait to share that with you guys. And I'll be back with another solo episode in two weeks. Love you all, and speak to you soon.